This is Tom Browning. This is Pat Lackey. This is Raquel Aurelia. My name is Kurt Evans. This is Rich Aurelia. Hi, hello, and welcome, everybody. This is George Grant of the Cincinnati Reds, and welcome. You're listening to the Red Hot Broadcast on RedHotMama.com. Welcome, baseball fans. You're listening to the Red Hot Broadcast on Red-Hot-Mama.com. This is April 2nd, and we are broadcasting live, well, live at the time that we are recording, not so live at the time that we're broadcasting from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio, the home of your Cincinnati Reds. My, my Cincinnati Reds. My name is Amanda, and with me as always is the Crack Technical Staff. Welcome to the show, Crack Technical Staff, Johnny. Thank you. So, uh, quite a game that the Reds have going on today, huh? Yes. Uh, after, um... After that uh, that opening day game, it seemed like maybe they weren't quite awake until uh, <laughs> the ninth inning of that one. Maybe the, maybe the eighth inning they started really coming around, but then uh, yeah. in the ninth inning they really came awake. And it's, they've really been a whole lot more participatory in this game, don't you think? Yeah, from the very get-go. Pitching, they started out without allowing a home run to the first batter. You know, I would have taken a triple as being a sign of improvement. <laughs> well, that would have been better than the first game. But, you know, they got it out. It was actually one, two, three, one, two, three. And uh, so here we are. This is, the Reds are facing the Milwaukee Brewers in their the first homestand of the year, as many of you would already know. But, you know, we ought to set the stage. You know, people, for progeny, they may not realize who the Reds right, play. Right, because in people will be listening to this in the future. It could happen. Uh-huh. It could. So, uh, yeah, it this was... This will be um, our legacy. Or rather, <laughs> your legacy. <laughs> My legacy. Travis Wood started this game for the Reds, and... Uh, he was he was looking really good. Okay, so that was just a fly out to uh, shallow center, shallow uh, right center. Who, who picked that one up? Phillips. Phillips went back and grabbed that bad boy. Uh, Phillips, man, that guy will like his territory is huge. Yeah, Nick. Travis Wood started. He had what a perfect game through three, I want to say. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, he had a perfect game through three, and it was into the fourth. Fourth. I was just starting to think of the annoying things I could say to people about like, hey. Is this about the time when we stop, when we don't say perfect game? Yeah. Are you nervous about a perfect game yet? Perfect game? I wasn't nervous about a perfect game. But then, you know, then it wasn't a perfect game anymore. Right. Edgar and Taria did not, I don't know, play scoop up of a ball to him very well. Well, the attitude of the people around here was that they thought he was out anyway. And it was one of those plays that they didn't replay. I was uh, in line getting some beer or food or something, and the TVs replayed it, and he he was saved. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was okay. close, but yeah, the Renteria yeah, was just slow was, to get the that ball. Was, that was the second level of sentiment here in the Champions Club, which is where we're sitting today. Which is and awesome. If, if anyone hasn't sat in the Champions Club yet, um, it, it is a fun experience. It was really crowded today, but uh, even though it was it was pretty crowded, there still wasn't terrifically long lines to be able to get the food and treats that you wanted to get. Plus, on this uh, opening night, there was a um, free giveaway of the fleece blankets from Chiquita. That uh, we're just just starting to get out now, despite the fact that it's only April second and uh, you know springtime in the Midwest. The weather's actually been really nice tonight. I cannot complain at all. So really, we've had a great, <laughs> really we've had a pretty great um, experience, I think, tonight. Yeah. Uh, except for the meet and greet. I think the meet and greet um, was pretty pe- poorly run. Uh, we did end up getting a couple of autographs, so it was possible. It could be done. But really, um, it's the sort of thing where I'm afraid that if the team continues winning like it's winning and then they continue doing the open, the meet and greet on the opening night and more and more people are coming and they don't change what they, they're doing, someone is going to be crushed to death or trampled. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It was like... It was unpleasant. But. It was like 5,000 people milling around and like... 
that when you know, we got there really we got there as, we ran there you know basically as soon as we were through the gates ran up there and we were probably you know six people six rows of people back and then you know before we were there even 10 minutes there was like 12 rows of people behind us and and they were just crushing pushing forward, us crushing, forward crushing 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 and it, and it, you know and then when we um People did want to eventually leave because they're conscientious folks around here. This is the Midwest, and folks are nice to each other. And they'd say, "Oh, you know, we got a couple autographs. We had to give the, someone else a turn." And then they tried to get out, and it was like almost impossible to get out. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, it was really. It was a mess. Last year it wasn't nearly so packed. Well, I don't think. And they kind many... of set it up the same way yeah. as last year. And well, you know, last year I, probably turnout. too many people didn't know about it, and yep. also the team hadn't just won the no. division. So, I mean, you know, whereas there was like 5,000 people this year, maybe there was 2,000 yeah, people last you know, year. Last year, no one really cared that, that Joey Votto may have appeared. Right, yeah. yeah. That, there were people like hanging over the... So, I guess if anyone from the Reds is listening, my, my first recommendation for how to improve this situation... Dang, is that it, was a close one. You need to set up... Yeah, I guess we are watching the game. We probably ought to mention what's going on in the game. Uh, huh? Nick Massett is on in the eighth, top of the eighth here, relieving... Travis Wood, who pitched terrifically for seven innings. Heck yeah. Uh, Craig Council Craig is Council. at bat. I didn't know he was still playing. <laughs> I didn't know either. How, he has he like since now? changed his super obnoxious batting stance. I think he did that several years ago, yeah, but I, so I still too. think of him. Well, he changed it, then goes back, and then he changed it, goes back. Yeah. And, and he, he just, finally got struck out. struck out. <laughs> I think that was like the third strike three, really. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of contested calls there. Yeah, so, so that's I, the second out. As I was saying to the to the, um, the Reds event staff out there, uh, the, my first recommendation for fixing this is you need to set up your perimeter around that area to be a lot more zigzaggy so that you have a whole lot more circumference to your to your shape than you have area um, so that there's more there's more places for people to go. I, I think that that seems like an obvious yeah. geometric kind of way to go yep. about improving this yeah, situation. Yeah, the, the players in the middle don't need that much space. no. And then the other thing that I would say is you've got to have some way to encourage people or allow people to move out. You know, you need to have them moving along. Not yeah. to say that everyone has to stand in line, but, you know, um, so here we've got Ricky Weeks who's coming up to bat. Uh, we got two outs in the top of the eighth. And, um, you know, like you said, Dick Massa pitching. Uh, but, when you know, when we go to Red's Caravan in Muncie, they have a really cool thing there where they hand out, hand out letters. So you go and you get a letter. Uh, and the earlier you get there, the earlier letter you get. And then they just have people line up by letter. So it's not like you have yeah. to stand, you know, you don't have to stand in that crush, which is a little bit intimidating. I, I find it very uncomfortable and quite intimidating to have all these people crushed around me. But then, um, but then you know, but you can then be comfortable and go stand someplace until your letter's called. And then they'll be like, okay, everyone with an A, come and stand in line do this thing. I don't know. I mean, not to say that it has to be like set up so that everyone's perfectly fair all the time or anything like that, but it's hard because the players I, just come in and then they walk around willy-nilly and then leave. They do, they're yeah. not required to sign everyone, and of that course. would be ridiculous. But but it's it, it, it like would be tough. It's quite to do a letter-based system. It, it's like it's that. poorly done right now. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it there was are room for, done. there's room for improvement. All right, so we're one on one on Ricky Weeks. Yeah, he just uh, swung and missed on a uh, fastball. Fouls that one back to keep it at one and one. Oh, one and two, obviously, if it's gonna if he fouled it back, it's one and two. The the Reds were the ones that started off with the uh, big score, the two run, the the home runs in the first inning this game with uh, Scott Rowland hitting a two run shot. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was. And they tacked on another couple in the second inning. And, and that's it. They haven't scored they since. They haven't done anything is, since then. 
Which has sped up the game a little bit. I mean, it was going a little bit long there. Well, but I don't uh, want that. It's too bad. <laughs> I want it to go slower. I like it to go slower too, but we do have uh, um, fireworks after the game. That is true. And um, it's a long drive back to Indianapolis, so. It's all right. It I've got nice some, to uh, get to it some energy drink. Ooh. I'll be fine. Yeah, we're doing the five hour energy on our way home. It's not a five hour drive, though. No, thank goodness. Uh, I would if not be making it. If it was a five hour drive, we'd be doing the weekend for sure. All right, so here comes the pitch. Nope, oh, nope. nope pick off, pick off move. Uh, not that good of a pick off. Not there. really. Yeah, he's, he's back in safely, so pretty much all everything's the same as it ever was. Yeah, I believe it's Niger Morgan there, pinch running at uh, first place. Niger base. Morgan, really? So he's not with the Pirates Club anymore, huh? No. I remember Niger Morgan in Indianapolis. Right. He was a fast little guy. He was very fast. <laughs> And that and was a strikeout. We're going to miss and strike out. End of the top of the eighth. While you were away last time getting some uh, drinks, you missed an excellent against the wall catch by Jay Bruce. Oh, cool. Yeah. There was a deep foul into right field in foul uh, territory and it was right up against the wall and he just leaped up and grabbed it before it went out. Nice. That's the way to do it. If he doesn't get a gold glove this year, yeah, so I they, thought he should have last year. They did the gold glove presentations before the uh, before the game today. Ron Snoyo, yeah, he's pretty good. Brandon Phillips, that's sure. a no-brainer, right? He's, he won once before. What do you think? Is Scott rolling early on gold glove third baseman? At this point, well, compared to Ed Edwin Encarnacion before him, yes. <laughs> but that's not usually typically how the gold gloves are given out. Like, yeah. were you better than the guy you replaced? <laughs> was, was Encarnacion really the last guy? Yeah. That's, well, really? they traded one for the other with some other people. But Hey, speaking of trading uh, one person for another person in the exact same position, but in a way that didn't work out nearly as well, remember Jim Edmonds? You mean the whiny little bitch? Remember Chris Dickerson? I liked Dickerson a whole lot better. I wonder how he's doing. He's with the Brewers, right? No, they traded him to the Yankees. Oh, really? I wonder how he's doing with the Yankees. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if he were with the Brewers, we probably would have seen him by now. And they, yeah. They might be doing a little bit better. I don't know. <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, the uh, Jim Edmonds has made a bit of a jackass of himself. Uh, yesterday, I guess just yesterday, being talking on... Uh, talking to some Cincinnati area media about how... Not Cincinnati, it was St. Louis. St. Louis area media about how uh, how he liked everyone in the Reds organization except Brandon Phillips. Except for that, he wouldn't name Brandon Phillips. It was like... He didn't name anyone's name. It was weird. He's like, the right fielder, he's good. First baseman's good. Everyone's good except for the second baseman. He's a problem. It's like, I know he was only here for 13 games, but did he really not learn their names? <laughs> Scott Rowland. You know it's him because Coldplay's playing. Yeah, Scott Rowland. Not so much with the creativity. I'm afraid. <laughs> But yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I just really feel like Edmonds was uh, was pandering to the local. It felt like it. he also like totally. What did Hulk uh, know? It, it, even more, he insulted uh, 
the Reds doctors, or the Cincinnati doctors that examined his ankle. So Roland takes a stri- takes the first pitch for a ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was acting like uh, it he was all their them fault. More than else. Yeah, no. it was all their fault that now he's still having problems with his ankle and can't it, walk or if run. If they had just seen it, if they had just, in his estimation, if they just told him to stop playing, then right. Then well, no, yeah. The part I don't understand is he already had that Achilles problem Ruin. when he was with the Brewers Roland before he came to the Reds. Rounds one to short, and they throw him out to first. Easy out for the bottom of the eighth. So Jim Edmonds, uh, so here's Edmonds. He comes into town, obviously already injured. Already oh, injured. Certainly having already seen a doctor. I would hope so. <laughs> and then, but then suddenly it's the Reds doctor's fault. Now you know I'm not going to tell you that the Reds doctors are the best diagnostic- diagnosticians in the world. But I don't. We've certainly seen the evidence of that. But you know what? he has too. If he yeah. wanted a freaking second opinion, he could have gone and gotten one. I don't think they're going to make guys play when they do not want to. I don't know, John. Why in the world did they even bring this guy into town? That had to be like a mercy trade anyway, right? It was like jockety going, they're like, okay, well, you know, they're going to about to cut you anyway, so yeah, we'll go ahead. Maybe. Or, or maybe he's like, well, you know, Jock and Jockety's like, well, you know, we're looking pretty good for the postseason. We'll go ahead and bring you on. And, well, that was and another give funny you one thing. more chance to get the postseason. Was, uh, Edmonds mentioned, talked about the Reds and how they were so naive and young and inexperienced heading into the playoffs and needed a veteran presence, which is what he was supposed to provide. <laughs> Gomes grounds to uh, get grounds to the second base and well, shortstop. And uh, he's out at first. Two outs. The yeah, that's well. Actually, that's expressly what they said. There. That was the only for. reason to make the trade for him. Yeah, that was the whole point. Was that they needed a veteran presence. I, I won't say they're wrong. I mean, but well, no, that he was right. They were young and inexperienced in regards to the playoffs. Yeah. As any team who hasn't been to the playoffs <laughs> in 20 or 15 years is going to be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it really did come across to me as. Kind of, uh... Oh, and then, so, oh, Bruce... Bruce grounded to the second base. Grounds up to the middle to the second. That's the end of the eighth inning. That's the end of the eighth inning. Here we go. Coming to last round up time for the Brewers. The, the, the Edmonds comments really did strike me as, hey, I want a job with the Cardinals again. I've always been a Cardinal. Yeah, really. Never mind those other NLC teams that I played for. Almost every single one. The only ones you didn't get to were the Houston Astros and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'll badmouth them so that maybe you'll give me a broadcasting job or something where I can wear eyeliner on television. And half shirts. Plus, it was just wimpy. It was just wimpy not to name names. I mean, maybe he wasn't trying to start a war or something, but... I don't like, know. You do something like that. That's. I'll just let you read into it what you're going to read. Oh, yeah. I see that uh, Cordero's coming in. Yes. Coco Cordero's one of the uh, autographs that we did, that we were able to get That's during right. the uh, meet and greet that we suffered the groping score. I did not get groped. Yeah, you guys wouldn't really get groped. That's really more of a thing I would get. I did do the. I did do some groping, but. Oh, I hope not. Not really. No. We did get Coco's autograph. And that adds. Those, right? that, we got. We only ended up with two. I can't remember the other guy at the moment, but it brings the the kids uh, Reds heads shirt to 16 different autographs. 
Yeah, that's the thing about the Red Hot family. We don't exactly um, get autographs for our own collections or for selling or anything like that. Uh, it's really, it's our, it's just our son's um, hobby to get them on the backs of his Red Tets jerseys and wear them for a year and then start over the next year. It's kind of, right. it's kind of fun. It's kind of cute. It seems yeah, like between uh, like uh, Red's Fest, Red's Caravan, Spring Training, and now Opening Night, you can really uh, accrue quite a few. It's true. And if you're willing to stand in the really long lines at Red's Fest, you can get the yes, top really flight guys. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, uh, and you know, as Red Red, you do get an autograph opportunity or two through, during the season. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good situation. I'm not complaining at all. So, from our seat here in the, um, in the Champions Club, we can see into the press booth where we can see uh, everyone's favorite uh, statistical blogger, uh, Joel Luckup. You yep. can't see us, he's too far away, and my and I have absolutely no reception on my phone to text him that we can see him. Um, my, my actual direct message on Twitter said, uh, we can see you from our seats, hash stalker much, question mark. <laughs> so that's what it always feels like when I'm like, when we can pull out like the, tele, the, the, the good zoom lens on the camera and like look at people's faces and be like, right. oh, I know you. It's like, uh, yeah, you were a Calorelia situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you were Calorelia. <laughs> Let's look at her. Let's stare at her. I'm not a stalker, I'm not. So here we are, top of the ninth, last roundup time for the Brewers. And, yeah, uh, Cordero Carlos. on for, and this is his first appearance of the 2011 right. season. His first save opportunity. It's his first save opportunity. Carlos we'll see. Uh, I think almost every other NL Central closer blew their first <laughs> opportunity. That's right. I am. Oh, and Carlos out. Gomez hits one into center field and uh, is already starting the promise of a blown save. But you know. The thing is, when Coco has three runs to play with, this stuff happens. Well, and really, I don't know that he's ever been hurt that much by base hits. Last year, the problem was he would come in and walk two or three guys. Yeah, let's not walk anyone. I like and to over the that to the extent that Over the course of spring training, he was much better this year. His walks were way down. So if he can, do, if he can keep his walks down, I'd be happy. <laughs> so Ryan Braun steps in. Got a runner on first and no outs. <laughs> Attempt to pick off the runner over there at first base is a sad, pathetic failure. Pathetic failure. <laughs> Could have been worse. It's not like he overthrew him. Yeah. It's not like he ended up the with the ball out in the stands. Right there. Of Ramon Ortiz it's always. not like he pulled a Ramon Ortiz or anything. So earlier during the game, the uh, Butler Bulldogs beat uh, BCU to get uh, themselves into the championship game again, back-to-back -back years. That's a strike one against Ryan Braun. <laughs> that's right. So what do you think of uh, the, who, who, who the Bulldogs going to go up against? It's Kentucky that's just playing probably right uh, now, Yeah, right? The, their game would be starting now. I cannot remember who they're playing. <laughs> There's obviously a lot of Kentucky fans here in the state. Yeah, the there, of course. But yeah, Butler, two title games, two consecutive title games. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I worked for them for, I was a, had a contract with them for about a year. Yeah, you know, I drive by their campus every day on my way to work. Yep. Butler, Butler's a, it's a small pri school. private school, small school in Indianapolis, so kind of a, not exactly in downtown, a little north of downtown, but really it's a very urban kind of a campus. Pitch. In the dirt. In the dirt. Two and one. 
See, this is the part of Coco I don't like to see. He got a head on him, yeah. one strike ahead. Now he's thrown two balls. I understand after their championship game appearance last year, their um, enrollments were up like 30% or something oh, crazy I like that. I, I heard that. I didn't ever hear what like donations or alumni donations might have been, but I imagine there had to be an increase there as well. No, I just think like name recognition for college is so important. It is. Whoever, as much as I, I hate the fact that sports are such a big deal and suck up so much of a college's money, as much as I hated that when I was a student. <laughs> yeah. Here's the pitch and broken, broken bat. Oh, yeah. Double wow. Oh, they're actually That's showing delicious. a replay here. Oh, they will not show it at first, will they? No, nope. they showed the play at second. Umpires are such babies. Well, we don't want you to reshow our plays. People might think we were wrong. Yes, in this age of uh, company corporations going onto Twitter where you can directly interact with them for customer service, yeah. this, this idea of a monolithic entity who never makes mistakes is... Coco whoops another one up there into the dirt, and now we're looking at 1-0 um, count on Prince Fielder. Dude, what are they even pitching to Prince Fielder for? Uh, I guess that there's no place to put anyone as well. Uh, there's two bases open. There's only a guy on first. He's been what, two, uh, two for three in this game. Yeah. A strikeout swinging in the second, a single in the fourth, and another he's one He's going to pitch seven. him lightly. He fouls one back into the stands behind um, <laughs> the left field side of home plate. They dropped it, went down into the first level. Whoops. So you had the uh, Butler enrollments up quite a bit. As much as I always hated how much attention, how much money and investment the sports teams got when I was in college, I really resented that. Um, it is what, it's kind of what raises public awareness of colleges, gets people interested in going there, increases donors, donors uh, and uh, that cycle that's required to keep things going. I guess. It just, no. Now that I'm not there, it's not as big of a deal. But yeah. yeah now that I'm in my MBA, and of course getting my MBA in, in a little school that, you know, it's through the through the Kelly School, which is the IU Business School, but uh, it's at the Indianapolis campus, so the Indianapolis campus does have its own sports teams. And Fielder knocks one to uh, Brandon Phillips out there, and he's out at second. Two away. Two away, yeah. He's like, update the scoreboard, David. All right, the crowd's starting to stand up. We got they're down to their last out. Is the guy who had the home run earlier in the game. 
so surely he's not due for another one, right? No, surely not. You only get one a game. Well, I don't get any a game, so, you know. I'd take one of his. How do you think he's supposed to pronounce his name? Alamante? I have no idea. Alamante, probably. First pitch strike. <laughs> takes the. Did he swing at it? I, I no. Gonna, takes okay, so he does take the first pitch first. Good. It's even better. That means it's a real strike. <laughs> oh, outside. Ninety-five mile per hour fastball right there. Just missed the outside corner, or at least it looked like it from here. <laughs> from, from up here. You know. Hundreds of feet away. <laughs> That's okay. I paid As my ticket. I know everything. Hey, fouls one off and to, down the third baseline, first baseline. So several, several rows back. Now the board is instructing us to get loud, as you may be able to tell. I imagine the crack technical staff next to me cannot hear me telling you about the getting loud message, so they'll have. I'd be surprised when he edits the audio file later. Um, so here we had a little timeout. The crowd does not appreciate the timeout. Maybe they're all double parked. What would that have to do with it? They have to get back quickly. That wouldn't explain why they call timeout. No, I mean, that's why they're unhappy oh, about the, the timeout. Inning. It's the last out. It's the last strike. Can Coco tie this one up? <laughs> I like that you. Right. Yeah. Delivery pitch. Broadcast here at red-hot-mama.com. We thank you guys for tuning in and keep on hanging in there. We'll see you at the ballgame.